0: The future. the future From the Vegas strip here's RJ Bell. on a day in which we've got more fallout from the Carson Wentz trade. We've got some Deshaun Watson rumors that involve the betting odds. What is the Vegas lead here, though, on this Friday?
1: I'll say this, Jonas. In the second segment, 20 after, we'll make this appointment listening. I'm going to force you to take a few stands. I'm going to be Kind of hitting you with some questions on the Eagles, (laughs) questions on Wentz, and you're going to try to kind of take the middle ground? I'm telling you now, I'm not letting you, but we're going to start with that Laker-Nets game.
0: Yeah, and it was the big one on TNT Thursday night, but it was all Brooklyn, the Nets, over the Lakers, 109-98 the final at Staples Center.
1: Okay, so these teams were not at full strength. Uh Anthony Davis out for the Lakers. Kevin Durant out for the Nets. Now, it's easy to say, and I think it's accurate to say, that's a fair trade-off. Though, in general, KD's playing slightly better this year, which is really uh, a little bit surprising off his injury, but admirable. Um, but AD probably means more to the Lakers. So, in general, it feels like a wash. Also, though, you got to remember... This is not just adding up talent, right? The Sixers would have won the title years ago if it was just about aggregating talent. It's about building a team. So maybe the theory is AD's not only more valuable, but so much more valuable because of the way he fits with LeBron. Okay, maybe. So I'm not going to say because both players are comparable that removing them means it's pretty much the same matchup as it would be in the finals. It's not. But it still tells you something. It tells you a lot. And it also, the reason I think it tells you so much that we should be optimistic about the Nets, and that's the real takeaway here, optimism about the Nets. The Nets are better than most experts are letting on or at least uh, willing to admit because their default is, oh, it's just not an aggregation of talent. That isn't what it's about, which is smart. They're generally right. What's been so surprising and what makes me so optimistic about this Nets team, and I was pessimistic a month ago, is the way they have integrated as a team. And we'll break that down. But to me, the general couple-week takeaway here is the Nets are serious contenders for the title. I'm not sure. I don't think they're the favorites. The odds say they're not. I'm saying I'm not sure if you told me, and maybe Jonas will start their first question, is if I said I'm going to give you, or I'll say McKenzie, or Fezzik. Fezzik will give you $10,000 if you pick the NBA champion. Who are you are going to
0: take? I would probably take Brooklyn right now. Really? Yeah.
1: Wow. Awesome. Yeah. Now, a week ago, would you have said Lakers?
0: Uh, yeah, Lakers or
1: Clippers. Ooh, you're still holding out hope with the Clippers. Yeah,
0: yeah, I still, I still think, uh, I still think the Clippers could make some noise. But I was, I was really impressed with Brooklyn last night, and uh, it's, it's just one game, but yeah.
1: So, so let's break that down. So, you are very good with the eye test. What did you see?
0: It, they just looked like a better team. They looked more together, um, which is, which is weird considering they haven't been together that long, and it just seemed like. To your point, no Anthony Davis hurts the Lakers more than no Kevin Durant hurts the Brooklyn Nets just from the fact that they can get scoring whenever they want it, basically. So when you get to the postseason, you need somebody that's going to get you a bucket. Well, pick which guy you want to do it, whether it's Kyrie Irving, whether it's James Harden. But it's also these other role players, the the others, as they would call them, you know, like Joe Harris, who was really good. Um, They hit a bunch of threes in that game. You don't expect them to be that hot from three every single game. But I just came away from that going, okay, they've played good enough defense, and they reminded me a lot of the Warriors teams – in that they played good enough defense, they hit a bunch of shots, and they just seemed like they were on a different level. And I never felt like the Lakers were close in that second half. I thought the 11 point line, the 11 point final score difference, I, I didn't think it was that close. I just didn't think mm-hmm. the Lakers were ever that into that game at, at any point in the second half. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
1: Now, a lot of listeners are probably thinking, what, like that Warriors team? I think offensively, as good if not better with all three. They've only had six games with all three.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. But where I would say let's uh, qualify it a little bit is I don't think the Nets could play defense as well as Golden State and that no. if you think about it, you know, they had when they had Iggy especially, but then when you uh, you know, Draymond at the time younger was a really good defender and Clay, you know, was and is hopefully a really good defender when he comes back from his injury. But here's the thing about the Nets, and if you have one takeaway about why the mainstream general narrative is incorrect, it's this In the games, and there's different ways to do this analysis. One is what was the record at the time the teams played. The other is what was the record now. So we're looking at the record at the time the teams played, which is indicative of how good they were at that point. In those games, there's 12 times that the Nets have played a team with a winning record. In those games, 10 wins, 2 losses. Okay, the final score in those games have been averaged for the Nets advantage 123 to 115. So they win by eight points against winning teams. Against losing teams, 18 games, eight and 10 straight up. The Nets are eight and 10 against losing teams at the time of the game, 10 and 2 against winning teams. And here's the thing about the defense, Jonas. Against the lesser teams, they give up 119 points, the Nets. Against the winning teams, 115. So what we're seeing here is it's about focus and it's about effort. And I know if we could just say, it'd be good if someone tried all the time as best they could. Yeah, yeah. I agree. But yeah. in the playoffs, that's when when you typically have a team that's inconsistent in the regular season, but against the good competition, they really ramp it up. Those are the teams that usually overperform in the playoffs. LeBron's had those types of teams with the Cavs especially, And that's what the Nets are. Forgetting the fact that they've played with only two of the big three most of the time, they are beaten winning teams by eight points a game. It's rare to have a team ever, ever have a net differential of ten points throughout an entire season against everybody. So – Obviously, it's not an entire season, but what I'm saying, winning by eight points is huge against any competition. Meaning if you just say across the league, eight points would be huge against winning teams to be 10 and two says when they decide to play, they're really good. The Nets and obviously the playoffs are the times that they're going to decide to play. So with your eye test would you say that when they're motivated this team's playing better
0: than anyone? Oh, 100%, 100%. Yeah. And, and I also think this. I, I think they cover up each other's flaws, and most notably James Harden's flaws. So if we think about Kevin Durant has performed on the biggest stage in the finals and was the best player in those series. It was Kyrie Irving who hit the shot and performed at a really high level in the NBA Finals. The one knock on the trio is the guy who doesn't have the ring, and that's James Harden. And, and the biggest issue with him as everybody says well when he gets to the postseason he runs out of gas because he 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 plays so hard during the regular Mm -hmm. season he doesn't have any anything left well that's not going to be an issue this year because he's not going to have to play as hard to carry his team in the regular season so i think this is going to be the freshest version of james harden that you're going to get and that could ultimately be the difference between them just making the playoffs and them winning the title
1: that's jonas knox we're straight out of vegas and we are defining the truth of the situation in the NBA right now, specifically Nets, potentially the favorites to win it all. McKenzie and research, uh, you know, I haven't looked at the updated odds today. Uh, do we have the NBA? I mean, obviously we do. The NBA favorites right now. What do we got?
0: So the Lakers are plus 250.
1: The Nets are second at 4-1. to one. All right. So the Nets a month ago, right when the trade happened or right around the trade, were what?
0: They're around four to one. There was actually a lot of variance. I know one place in town had six to one,
1: but yeah, on average, it was four to one. So you're saying we've seen what we've seen in the last month and the odds haven't improved. Yes. This to me, and I'm going to make it right now, one of my impromptu bets, Jonas. <laughs> and these these are deadly. Let's be candid. I'm going to go with the Nets plus 400 to win the title. I, lo- I mean, we can hedge out. You know, if we get to the finals and we want to hedge out a little bit with the Lakers, that's fine. But to me, a four to one, this is a mighty good bet. Make it official, four to one. Best bet RJ on the nets. Now, you mentioned Harden. We mentioned what happened in the last month. We talked about this a few days ago. It bears repeating. Harden has done an extraordinary job transitioning into a facilitators role. I mean, amazing. He's uh, this. These stats are from a couple games ago, but obviously since he had the 38, we had another impromptu winner on on the over with Harden in the game against Phoenix, and last night he had uh, in the mid 20s, if I recall, a little lower than that. So yeah. let's say his average has gone up a little, but he was averaging about 23 points a game. Okay, so wow, that seems down. Maybe there's a problem, but. Leading the league in assists during that time, uh, about 12 per game, taking less step-back threes, almost half, uh, uh, like about half as many step-back threes, which are one of the shots that are amazing when he makes it, but come on, we know you're not winning titles with step-back threes. He's cutting that in half. He's cut his dribbling by about 30%. He's cut his time holding the ball hard and has about 30%. Everything that the critics complained about, he has gotten better at with these players around him, even without the other two being there most games. At least one other one there, and he's done well. And I think in general, if you would have said, what's your apprehension about the Nets? It would be two things at the time of the trade. One is Kyrie was... Off and it seems like not, fo- obviously not focused on NBA basketball. Yeah. And it seems like in general, directionally, he's moved back to that as a greater focus. Now, if that's consistent from here on, we don't know. But right now, that's improved. Kyrie's focus has improved. Also, we didn't know how these three would play together, how Harden would deal with not having the ball all the time. In both regards, it's been a huge plus plus, but the odds haven't changed. What do you think?
0: Yeah, that's a little strange. Um, I, I just wonder if there's so much skepticism that these personalities are not going to be able to mesh. And, and and maybe that's where this is coming from. I mean, I would have thought maybe after seeing last night that maybe there might be a little bit of movement. But the fact that there's been no movement at all over the past couple of weeks, that's a little bit surprising. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
1: What does it take? to believe the Lakers should be favored. And I'm going to say that you're building an argument that has some real, let's say, uncertainty in it. Number one, we can't forget, after the bubble regular season finish, before the playoffs, the Lakers were considered to be the third favorite to win the title. Uh, Clippers were the favorite, Milwaukee second. Remember, the Lakers shot poorly in the bubble up to that point, and Fezzik, right here on this show had Portland as his best bet. He had won what 14 straight bets, and he decided he he was going to put Portland as his best <laughs> bet to to win the, yeah. the, the, the series. Colin Cowherd right here in FSR picked Portland to win the series. So it was a you know professional batters, uh, elite radio guys that are NBA uh, observers. Everyone felt like, or not everyone, but many felt like the Lakers just weren't even close to the clear favorite to win it. They won it. What was their toughest matchup to win it? Meaning, if you look back in the history of the NBA and say, what was, and I'm asking, Jonas, in your opinion, who was the toughest team they beat?
0: The Lakers on the run to the title? Yeah, yeah. Ooh. um, Probably Denver.
1: Yeah, so what we're saying here, a Denver team that, in the scheme of things, like, go back to, like, when the Warriors... Uh, beat the Rockets, right? And Harden's gotten heat for not winning those. But you could make the case that that Rockets team that that was up 3-2 against the Warriors a few years ago, you could say maybe that was one of the 20 best teams in the last 20 years. It's not always going to be the best. The the title holder is going to be one of the 20 best in 20 years. Sometimes the second best team one year is better than a title holder another year. Denver's nowhere in that conversation, The heat's nowhere in that conversation, meaning, hey, it's a title. LeBron did a hell of a job, and he he navigated the pandemic, and no doubt about it. But the fact of the matter is that they had a relatively easy road. And entering that run, they weren't considered the best team in the NBA. So let's just say they won the title, and that's for sure, and they get the ring, and they should. But they weren't necessarily even the best team last year. So now, what's happened since? Well, winning hurts the Lakers this year. Why? Well, not with LeBron, because I think he's got like a career narrative in his head, and, and that's one of the reasons he's so great. He's always thinking about the next thing. But AD, I would make the point, and let me ask you, Jonas, if, if you said there's a player that's never won it, and we don't know yet if he has the will to keep working. You know, remember, Rocky lost in Rocky 3, right? He won. He Man. lost in Rocky 1, even though he had a detached retina. He was fighting in 2. They both fell down. Double 10 count. Rocky up. Yo, Adrian, I did it. But you know what happened in Rocky 3? Polly's got the robot. You remember this? Yeah. And it, it, he's just not fighting as hard. And remember, he goes, he, go, it, it, when uh, Mickey goes, he's going to kill you, Rock. It's like Mr. T's in a little, uh, you know, 400 square foot apartment doing chin ups. And Rocky's got like a turtleneck sweater on. Do we really know? how AD's responded to this win. What we know is, this title win, what we know is he has, he's played worse this year when he's been on the court. Yeah. Not horribly, but not as good as last year. And now it goes from two weeks out to a month out. In general, the tenacity doesn't seem to be there for AD. Would you agree with that?
0: Yeah, the injuries have always been there. They've popped up. I can't think of one season that injuries haven't been an issue for him. And when he was on the court, to your point, he was not playing all that great this year for the Lakers.
1: Like Rocky Three, Yeah. So now the question is, if you weren't necessarily clearly the best team last year, and I think the best you could say is they were you know, right there, right? And they won. Okay. And now LeBron's a year older, and let's not forget – come the title being decided, it would be June this year, right? Is think about the amount of basketball LeBron would have played in the 12 months, starting with the resumption in the bubble, the end of July through June, assuming it's game seven, the NBA finals against the Knicks, no player LeBron's age in the history of the world would have played that much hard basketball in a 11 month period. Now, We can say LeBron's like Tom Brady and the rules don't apply. And, you know, I I could see that. But it's a question mark for sure. AD's tenacity is a question mark. The fact that the Lakers were clearly the best team last year is a question mark. And LeBron playing so much ball in 11 months is a question mark. And because of all those question marks, anyone acting like the Lakers are a foregone conclusion... I think it's the same kind of fuzzy thinking that made the Clippers the foregone conclusion the year before closing thoughts on that jones
0: yeah no i agree i, I think it's going to be a really difficult road to get back for them uh, not just with the injury look is going to be out a month but this is an achilles and there's no guarantees that when he gets back that that thing it, it could go south in a hurry and maybe do serious damage and we've seen that without anthony davis they're in trouble and it, i just wonder what sort of move are they going to need to make at the trade deadline to try and get in and counteract whatever is happening, whether it be in Brooklyn or to compete against you know, the Utah Jazz that we've talked about on this show? I just I think their path is much more difficult this year. Which
1: is why we made an impromptu best bet today. I did on the Nets at 4-1 to one to win the title. And by the way, if you look at the Nets, how they've done when the big three's been on the court, except for the first game, it took a game to get, you know, they lost the first. They have had five games with the big three on the court for the Nets. 5-0 and straight up in those games. They beat the Heat twice. Oh, the finals participant last year. The Hawks, the Clippers, and Steph in the Golden State Warriors. So in those five games, very competitive teams they've played. Oh, perfect. Again, five games. But people aren't really, I think, acknowledging how good the Nets are. And oh, by the way, the Lakers against winning teams this year, 4-7. and seven. Straight up. So I like the Nets. I'm a little skeptical about the Lakers. And one more thing about the Lakers: this whole we don't care about winning the regular season stuff. Well, here's the question: imagine if they get the fourth seed, right? And imagine, or or imagine they get the the I'm sorry, the third seed, and the Clippers get the second seed, and lo and behold, your run to the f- title would be Clippers, right, in the semis of the conference, and then in theory Utah. And then the Nets, it's very... When you're number one, you get to dictate you know, who you're playing. You're not going to have that tough second round unless somehow a real tough team falls for, in theory. But boy, oh boy, when you kind of roll the dice with Utah playing so well about where you're going to be seeded, wouldn't you agree, Clippers, Jazz, as they're playing now, especially Nets, that is a tough road to the yeah, title.
0: real tough. And especially... Uh, it- Anthony Davis really I think is is the key to everything and I'm su- I'm also surprised now that we look at those odds that There wouldn't have been an adjustment based on just the health status of Anthony Davis. It it still feels like. "Eh, Don't worry about it. He'll be
1: back in four weeks. Yeah, we talked about that. The theory is, if the regular season doesn't matter, this if anything, this rest helps him. Except now that they're extending the time, is that a sign of something that they're not being fully disclosing about? That that maybe it's worse than they thought. Obviously, it is worse than they thought. Right? The question is, is, it lingering?
0: A week, two weeks. That's one thing and we're talking a month. This I like agree. A, it, that's I know, it's a little little troublesome to I me.
1: don't know if you heard, but R.J. Bell has a best bet on the net. <laughs>